How are you Raiders family? It's Berkey here and welcome to this week's very, very happy post-match review for, uh, for our Round 8 game against Penrith. Um, that really was a terrific, terrific win. Um, a win where if you'd listened to most of the press uh, leading up to the game, um, how well Penrith had played against South Sydney, they were on their way back. Uh, little or no respect really to what we had achieved the first seven rounds. It was all about what Penrith weren't doing. Um, so this is a really big win away from home, even though it was at home, if you know what I mean. Uh, and this is just going to give us confidence in spades towards the back end of the year. Uh, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, down to 10 men, uh, sorry, uh, uh, down to 12 men for 10 minutes during the game. First half was CNK off. So just a lot of that real uh, resilience, uh, which I'll cover shortly in the top 10. Uh, but look, let's get into it. Um, the first one I've got for my top 10 this week is our controlled aggression. Now, there were times through that game where it could have got quite spiteful. And in previous years, we may have lost our, we may have lost our discipline and our control and our sort of team nous and probably try to get a little bit of uh, payback with some of the stuff that was put on. The likes of Maloney, uh, Watini Zalesniak, Campbell Gillard, Kikau, um, uh, Fisher-Harris... They all tried at some stage through that game to get on top of us and niggle and just get in our face and try and draw penalties or lack of discipline. But by the look of it and by the way we're now maturing mentally more than anything is that team approach first. Everyone stays in the team uh, ethos uh, and the team surrounds and doesn't go out to do stupid things to give away penalties and lose that momentum. So that was one of the big thing I found, the controlled aggression. What we did do, though, quite beautifully, was in our defence, we doubled down in defence with some amazing hits, real passion, energy, controlled aggression, uh, and, and we, got our, uh, we got our retaliation that way. So the big thing to me was that controlled aggression. Those things are going to happen through the next 18, 19 rounds towards the end of the year. Where sides are going to get up in our face, we're going to be off our game a little bit, and we've just got to keep that team ethos and make sure that we don't do anything stupid to, to hand-wrap field position or tries or consecutive penalties to sides because that's where we get points scored against us. So that was the big thing I got out of the weekend was, that, that was, was the way we were controlling our emotions and not getting sucked into the crap. Number two, I've gone for Ryan Sutton. Now, probably fair to say out of the Fab Four, Hodson, Bateman, Whitehead, Sutton's probably sitting at the fourth level. On the weekend, in my eyes, he went another level with the way that he's playing the football. He's actually also a ball player. Um, initially, in the first week or two, I thought he was nothing more than a hit-up merchant, but he's now playing some beautiful lines and hitting and running some beautiful passes. If you look at the first try that Jack scored, the Sutton ball to Papali to get us over the advantage line, then a quick play of the ball from Papa, and it went back to Sutton to hit Jack. Like, that was fantastic to watch. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, go back and, re and, and replay the one-two between Sutton and Bapali to set up Jack's try. It really is great. And once again, Sutton's also now that really nice link man, either left side or right side. He throws a really fluid pass. It's fluent. It doesn't bobble. It really hits the man he's looking for quite well. His runs on the weekend were full of energy, full of raw-boned enthusiasm. Uh, and we're under a real win here, I think, eight rounds in already. Uh, it's fair to say he's probably locked down that number 13 jumper now. Uh, so this is a real bonus for us having to have a guy come in from overseas, quickly learn the skill play, the speed, um, 
get those combinations around him where he's not used to, and he's becoming a really important link man now for us between uh, Sammy and the outside uh, backs to the um, uh, to our right and Jack to the left. So this is a really really positive sign for us Raiders fans. Is the way that Rotten is, is the way that Ryan Sutton's playing. Number three, I've gone for Sir Ricky. Now I haven't really spoken about Ricky at all this year in my top ten, but he deserves a pat on the back on the weekend for a really subtle move that a lot of people didn't pick up probably until the end of the game or maybe not at all. It's when Bateman went off in the first half, um, was suddenly exposed uh, badly on our right edge if Hudson Young had gone there with Michael Oldfield and Simonson, like three guys that have never played together in any way, shape or form at this level or probably at any level. What Ricky quickly realised and quickly did was that he moved Elliot Whitehead from the left edge to that right edge to take out the likes of Maloney and Kikau and Wonga Blake. Now, by having Whitehead inside of Whitehead, sorry, by having Whitehead inside of Oldfield and Simonson, just took that pressure off those guys, not knowing each other's forward structures very well. I mean, Elliot's um, ability to close down plays quickly is exemplary, and we saw on the weekend with a couple of try savers on Isaiah Yo when he went off injured, as well as in the second half where he absolutely smashed Wonga Blake on the far side of the field. Those things you just can't train. It's experience and it's nous. And Ricky needs a big pat on the back for quickly realising our right edge was going to be severely exposed with Maloney, Kikau and Blake, experienced first graders, if he'd left Hudson Young, Oldfield and Simmonson there. So hats off to you, Rick. A really good, subtle move. And that's what coaching's about, is understanding plays as they're unfolding and making quick adjustments. Speaking of Elliot, he's my number four. I thought his game on the weekend was quite enormous. Don't even need to say much more. Um, I mean, the guy's been doing this in and out now since 2016, uh, and he just continues to deliver. I don't think he made an error on the weekend. As I said, some of his defence was really off the Richter scale, some of his hits. Um, his gritty runs out of, uh, out of defence, um, and he's just a fantastic link man, a fantastic team player. And you'd have to think that he's one of the first guys picked every week now. Um, he just solidifies that middle third. As you saw on the weekend, he can quickly slide across to the right edge if need be when things turn a bit sour, which he did on the weekend. And he just holds things together. He's like a bit of glue. Um, he's always around. So a fantastic game from Elliot. Speaking of great games, number five is Jack White. And I thought Jack's game on the weekend once again was on another level. I think it's probably the first time this year that I can't recall Jack making an error in this game. I don't think he put a, a, a kick deep. I don't think he dropped the ball. I don't think he missed a tackle. Um, so this is really making me my um, humble pie. I said at the start of the year that you don't weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness, but this one's paying off. And Jack was absolutely fantastic on the weekend. He just seems now to have more time on the field than other players. You may have noticed when he gets the ball, things seem to be going a little bit in slow motion for Jack. He just seems to be able to read things a lot better. He's, he's try off flow to Elliott and getting it back again and then back at himself to beat three, three players just with sheer speed. That 15, 20 metre sprint, his size, he's a very hard man to handle. And once again, this is going to be a real bonus for us. Particularly, I think if we get him, get him involved off Hodjo close to the line, Hodjo's pet plays usually at the moment now with Papali or Ryan Sutton now close to the line. Someone like a Jack Whiten, a long face ball hitting Jack into a hole at speed um, at three or five metres out, he will not be stopped. And I think he's just now growing in volumes in confidence. He's 25. 
over 100 A-grade games. He knows the players he's playing with, more importantly, and he can tell he wants the ball. And you've got a player in your side, a real key playmaker that wants the ball, your side's in a healthy position because those guys can make things happen. So kudos to you, Jack. Number six, I've gone for a little bit of an unknown in Bailey Simonson. I thought his game on the weekend was once again very, very good. Second game in, but once again, he took a lot of those really gritty, shitty runs coming out of our defence. We needed the likes of CNK and Nick and Jared and Oldfield and Bailey to really roll their sleeves up. And did that quite well. He's extremely light on his feet. Being a tough football background, he's got that real nous to try and pin out or pick out some slow opposition forwards. He never made a lot of massive breaks, but his yardage working, backing back into the defence and keeping his legs pumping backwards or forwards, so to speak, got us out of a lot of bind a number of times. I'm not sure of his stats or his hit-up stats, um, but he was involved in every set play when we're bringing the ball out, and that's what we need from our wingers. Now, look, he may not be there the next couple of weeks with Rapana coming back, but second game in, no mistakes. He uh, he never let Mansour get away from him once, and that's a you know that's that's an Australian winger, so it's a really big effort from Bailey Simmons and Bailey. Well done. Number seven, I've gone for Jared Croker or Captain Croker. Jared's game on the weekend was probably as smooth as I've seen him in a number of games. He just ran beautifully. His defence was awesome. Once again, he just looked like he was in total control of his game. The players around him, the flick past the Nick, the, the flick past the Nick Kotrick when he nearly scored late in the game was just stuff that's just full of confidence. And confidence in a team is contagious, uh, um, particularly positive confidence. So that's really important that he keeps that game. But once again, he was just gliding all over the place on the weekend, Jared. I think the two captain situation with Hodjo's also helped him um, just to relax a little bit and, and all, all, also worry about his game out in the backs and controlling the back line, knowing that Hodjo's going to look after the forwards. So Jared's game on the weekend was once again terrific. Number eight, I've gone the bench. I thought our bench on the weekend was once again what won us the game or, or kept us consolidating with that lead when they came on. I thought Horsberg, when he came on, took some gritty runs Sia was off the Richter scale again. Havili took some really bruising, damaging runs. And Hudson Young just grows in confidence. For a young guy to back himself with that try, and he didn't beat any forwards. He beat the likes of Tim Grant, uh, Campbell Gillard, an Australian prop, and did it easy because he's got that confidence to now back himself, and Ricky's given him some leverage and given him more game time to back himself. Now he's got quality players around him. He's got to follow the team ethos and the team game plan. But when he gets a chance, he took it with both hands. And this is really a positive sign for us Raiders fans with these two young guys really cementing their bench place. And Ricky said before the game, uh, his days of this year of sort of dropping guys up and down on the bench to see how they go is over. He actually said it's, 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 there, it's theirs to lose if their form is not good enough or they get injured. So it's now up to young Hudson and young Corey that they can stay there for the rest of the year if they want to. But it's now on their nous and, and their playing ability and potential to make sure that they do. Number nine, I've gone for Nick Kotrick. I thought he got back to his best on the weekend. What I really liked about Nick compared to a little bit the week before, um, he was sort of running a bit wider away from the markers and making them chase him. He was hitting those edges, and that's where he's most damaging. It's a simple tackle if you get the ball and, and do a semicircle from outside in back into the markers. You're not making the move. It's just a waste of a tackle as far as I'm concerned. 
you, Nick and the likes of Bailey and, and C&K, they have to make the markers chase to them. And Nick did that really well on the weekend. Some of his runs were exemplary where he would force the markers. If I'm marker, he would make them chase him left or right. And that's so critical to tie those marker plays out for when Hodjo can do his magic. So Nick Kotrick, good to see you back. Keep those wide runs up. And it just adds a lot of momentum a lot of momentum to the team when you can have two, three, four tackles come in to try and get you down, which he did on the weekend. That really ties out defence quite, um, quite quickly. And number 10 this week, I've just gone for belief. Now, the next two weeks, we've got South. So we've got the Roosters and South. Two sides we played towards the end of last year and two sides who we beat and beat convincingly. Um, so I don't think Ricky's a bit of a smokescreen when he was set, when he was saying they're a different side, we're a different side. Yes, we are a different side. We're on the up. The Roosters haven't made a, a lot of changes from their grand final side. I think there's a blueprint there to beat them, which I'll cover in my top 10 this Friday or Saturday uh, before Magic Round, uh, before our Magic Round game on Sunday. But I really think these two weeks we should be quietly confident that we can beat these guys. I know I am because, as I said, we beat them in rounds 22 or rounds 23 last year in consecutive weeks. But we had a lesser side that we do now on the field, playing at lesser confidence. We've now got a very confident side where we're gelling quite well and we deserve to be third. So that's it, Raiders fans, for this week. As always, thank you so much for your support. You can get me here on my, on my Facebook page at Berkey's Top 10. I'm on Twitter at Berkey Top 10. I'm now, I'm now on, I've got my own YouTube channel, which is Berkey's Top 10, as well as the podcast, which is now spread over between Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and a number of others coming in the coming weeks, guys. So as always, guys, thank you so much for the love. This is Berkey Bleed Green, and bye for now.